This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, December 3rd. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. No shutdown. Vilsack, climate standards critical. And FDA rethinks produce requirements. Congress adverts a shutdown. Senate last night cleared a continuing resolution that will keep the government funded at fiscal 21 levels until February 18. Senate approval of the House-passed measure was delayed until conservatives, led by Kansas Senator Roger Marshall and Utah Senator Mike Lee, got a vote on an amendment that would have blocked the Biden administration from carrying out its vaccine mandates. That amendment failed by a vote of 48 to 50. The government has been operating under a continuing resolution since the 2022 fiscal year started October 1st. Lawmakers have yet to agree on their FY22 spending legislation. Vilsack. Crop standards will give consumers confidence. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack is making clear that the climate smart projects that the department plans to fund out of USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation account will seek to establish standards for climate smart protocols. Speaking on a webinar hosted by the journal Foreign Policy, Vilsack said that establishing climate-related ag standards, quote, will allow us to give consumers greater confidence. Such standards also will enable farmers to embrace a climate-smart practices, reducing greenhouse gas emissions, and also allow them to participate in ecosystem markets and other ways in which they can identify additional revenue streams, Vilsack said. He said USDA hopes to make the first funding awards through the program in the second quarter of 2022. Farm groups have varying opinions about whether USDA should get involved in setting standards and developing a green labeling program. FDA overhauls produce rule. FDA's proposal to give produce growers more flexibility to address the safety of their irrigation water is getting some positive reactions from farm groups. FDA is moving to drop microbial testing requirements for pre-harvest agriculture water and instead have growers conduct comprehensive water assessments. It is our hope that the proposed agricultural water assessment approach will allow farms to individually assess their risks and tailor mitigation methods to each farm, said Eric Diebel, Policy Director of the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition. Ted McKinney, CEO of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture, expressed appreciation for FDA's leadership in releasing the proposal. Western growers opted not to comment on the substance of the proposal, but alerted its members it would be developing comments and pointed out that FDA is planning two virtual meetings to get feedback. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. 
Edge believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Lawmakers focus on next phase of confronting China. Members of a key House subcommittee say the Trump administration did make some headway in forcing reforms in Chinese trade policy with the Phase 1 trade deal. But the lawmakers stressed yesterday in a House Ways and Means subcommittee hearing that they're looking forward to learning the Biden administration's next steps toward a more stable relationship with China. Importantly, the Biden administration is working with our allies to identify areas of convergence and to increase pressure on China with a coalition of concerned partners, said Representative Earl Blumenauer, an Oregon Democrat who chairs the Trade Subcommittee. There's much more that the administration must do on China, and I stand ready to work with them to do so. GOP representatives Vern Buchanan of Florida and Tom Rice of South Carolina both expressed frustration that the Biden administration hasn't detailed its strategy for confronting China on its industry subsidies, cyber theft, and support of state-owned enterprises. Representative Ron Kine, the Wisconsin Democrat, used the hearing to make his point that the U.S. should rejoin the Trans-Pacific Partnership to better counteract Chinese influence with Pacific Rim countries. USDA okays some pork imports from the Caribbean. USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service is loosening some of its African swine fever restrictions that have blocked Puerto Rico and U.S. Virgin Islands from sending any pork and pork products to the mainland. The imported products will have to be commercially cooked, hermetically sealed, shelf-stable, and accompanied by documentation confirming they were treated according to APHIS requirements. Why it matters? Well, African swine fever has not been detected in Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands, both of which are U.S. territories. But the virus has been found in nearby Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Global food prices up 27.3% in a year, according to the FAO. Global food prices rose for a fourth consecutive month in November, driven by strong demand for wheat and dairy products. That according to the UN Food and Agriculture Organization. FAO's food price index averaged 134.4 points during November, its highest level since June 2011, 1.2% higher than it was in October. The index tracks monthly changes in the international prices of commonly traded food commodities. November's index was 27.3% higher than it was a year ago. Dairy prices up 3.4% as strong global import demand continued for butter and milk powders. The price index for cereal grains was up 3.1% in November. Supplies especially tight for higher quality wheat, and there are concerns about untimely rains in Australia and potential changes to export measures in Russia. OSHA allows more time for comment on heat standard. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration is giving the public 30 more days. 
to submit comments on the agency's plan to develop a heat standard for indoor and, most important to agriculture, outdoor work. The new deadline is January 26th. The National Association of Home Builders and other major business trade groups had asked for an additional 60 days. Here's today's He Said It. The human appetite is the most destructive force on earth. That Chef Bund Lai speaking during a foreign policy webinar on food policy. He specializes in sushi and is a longtime advocate of sustainably sourcing fish. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, December 3rd. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.